Hey girls, welcome to the Her Podcast. We are back and it is Thursday. I am super excited because we have a guest speaker, Alicia, and she is going to share her heart today. We are continuing with our Mirror Mirror on the Wall series, talking about identity and just kind of things that we um, used to speak over our life when looking into the mirror. Um, Now, being a follower of Christ, what we speak over our life now, just like the before effect and after. And so I'm super excited to hear Alicia's story and um, just kind of like what she's walked through when it comes to um, our identity. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for being on the podcast today. I'm super excited to hear your heart. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, just so we kind of know. Yeah, sure. Um, I am 25 years old. I live in Carlsbad. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom to my almost two-year-old son. Um, I've been married to my husband for three years, and um, I love all things Disney. <laughs> Super That's obsessed amazing. with that. <laughs> We're at Disneyland all the time. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm jealous. Yeah, it's it's fun. Sometimes my husband is more obsessed than I am, and then I'm like, okay, we might need to pump the brakes on going so much, but I, I secretly love it, so it's, <laughs> it's fun. That is so awesome. I bet you're yeah. like the cute little couple on Instagram that like, take the picture of you and your husband and your kid with like the Disney hat do y'all go all out like that we try to yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that is goals yeah, I think yeah. I've been to Disney like maybe three times okay yeah no we 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 have annual passes so we go like all the time <laughs> so that's amazing it's fun yeah well thank uh, you for being on the podcast I guess um for this topic we're kind of like hitting on points of like identity and stuff so um, I guess we'll get started. So I guess my first question for you is like, if you could, when you went back to high school, if we could like flashback like years ago, we're around the same age. So I guess like maybe 10 years ago when you were in high school, what are some things that you walk through or um, some things that you used to speak of your life when looking into the mirror? Uh, yeah, I, um, well, I grew up in the church really, but I kind of just, I went through the motions kind of, cause like that's my, my parents, like it was part of our routine. So every yeah. Sunday we'd go and stuff and I didn't really, um, like I understood, like I believed in God, but I didn't really understood what that meant. Like that was just instilled in me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I really started to sink in and take effect in my life. I want to say around like the eighth grade, ninth grade, um, my family and I had just moved. I basically lived in California until I was 12. And then my dad's job moved us to Georgia and things kind of drastically took a really negative turn at home. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mom kind of just, she, it was kind of like a flip, a switch kind of like flipped and, all of these negative emotions were happening and she Mm -hmm. kind of started to put all of this like negativity on me and started to become pretty emotionally and mentally abusive because of things that she herself didn't really recover from, Mm -hmm. um, from her growing up. And so I kind of just, I started to lean into church after, um, going to a, um, 
a retreat in the eighth grade with a couple of friends. Um, and I really just went for the social aspect, but I remember specifically that the service was basically about, you know, casting your burdens onto the Lord and he doesn't want you walking around with all that weight that you're carrying. And Mm -hmm. I realized, you know, like despite what's going on at home that I need to find my identity in Christ. Cause before that I kind of just spoke on myself because of the way that my mother was treating me. I felt like, okay, well, if my mom's thinking this way about me, what do other people think about me? Um, so I kind of felt like, okay, I guess no one could love me, but after leaning in a little bit more, you know, I realized that God, you know, he loves me unconditionally, regardless of anything, like, regardless of who I am, he asks for us to come as we are. And I feel like that's kind of when it took a turn right in the beginning of high school that I really tried to dive into my faith but I still spoke a lot of my identity was in trying to please my mother in the way she wanted me to be and Mm -hmm. who she thought I was and it was a lot about how I saw myself as unworthy of love and Mm -hmm. yeah so gotcha so basically um I I can relate to that a lot too I grew up in a very um abusive abusive household with a mom that was like totally broken and it's it took me years to realize because like when you're in it it, you you become numb to it and it's almost like these it's like natural and it gets attached to you but it took me years to realize it actually like heal to realize like oh my gosh like hurt people hurt people and because of because of the things that she didn't heal on it attached to me so I can relate to that I mean like I had so many insecurities because I allowed someone's hurt to attach to me and um that's crazy so I guess like you kind of have the same story as me like we kind of grew up in church and it was just something you did and then then you found faith like in high school is that pretty much yeah around I like when I after that retreat was in the eighth grade I started leaning in more toward like ninth and tenth grade where I was like okay and it was kind of like an escape for me sort of Mm -hmm. like I would purposely go to church because it's like okay I can get out of the house for a little bit and it was a valid excuse to where my mom was like oh she's going to church like she's not going to be doing anything there and it was probably also like a safe place emotionally completely yes I felt like every time I would go to church I felt like I was being refilled and all the Mm -hmm. negativity that I was being surrounded by outside of church just kind of drifted away. Yeah, I can relate to that too. I think church, before I like completely gave my life, like I grew up with uh, parents that were pastors and then my dad kind of like fell through and then it just, yeah, Satan destroyed our family for a bit. But um, church was like a safe place I ran to and I was just there, but I didn't really like walk it out and like live my life as a Christian it was just kind of like a safe place I would run to so I totally get that too I guess my next question for you is like um obviously like you let the things of your mom attach to you was there any um season of your life where like friends affected your identity um kind of yeah I mean when there was a few things in high school I guess when afterward I 
you know, healing from that, it takes a lot of step back, setbacks, but um, Mm -hmm. I tried to lean in really with my friends because I felt like the high school experience in general wasn't like the greatest for me, but Mm -hmm. I had a few core friends that I really tried to cling on to and Mm -hmm. While I thought they were great, my mom found issues with them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I didn't see anything wrong with them, and Mm -hmm. I know one thing, because of the way my mom would attack everything, I started to just keep parts of my life secret, because I knew that she couldn't touch those parts of my life, then they wouldn't be negatively affected. Mm -hmm. So, basically, like, some of my friendships, like, I would try to stay longer like after school just to hang out with my friends because I didn't want to go home and things of that nature. And like, I, I wasn't a perfect kid in high school. I did some stupid stuff just like that, like keeping things secret. And I understand how that could have affected like trust issues with my mother, but it, it all kind of ended up blowing up in my face. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, and a couple friends were like, oh, you know, like, it can't be that bad at home, or, oh, like, they started, like, kind of taking advantage of the situation I was in, and, like, being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and I kind of felt like, at the end of the day, I was being used by them, so, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Gotcha. Well, it looks like you've walked through a lot and God's done like a lot in your life. Um, if you could, I guess my next question for you would be like, if you could go back to the moment where the days that you would speak negative things over your life or looking into the mirror, if you could go back, um, knowing what you know now, what are three takeaways you could give these girls, like three different advices um to do better or that you would do differently hmm. um three things <laughs> um, <laughs> to put you on the spot <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh I would say you know um above all seek God first and you should put yeah. your identity in him you know he he created you to be just as you are and mm-hmm you shouldn't let like the negative opinions and uh, of others try to, you know, affect how you live your life. Mm -hmm. Just be who you are authentically. And I, I know it's easier said than done, but like, try not to care too much about what other people think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just base your life. Like, in God's word and in him and you'll be okay because he loves you for you. Yeah. That's Um, good. What else? Um, I guess like regardless of like what's if whatever tough season you've been in, um, let it learn from it and grow from it. Mm -hmm. Um, let it strengthen you and basically from that like try to pour kindness onto others Mm -hmm. and pour into others like the love of Christ so that they might be able to understand like not just 
what you've been through, if they can relate to that, but to be able to understand God's mercy and love for you mm-hmm. um, and the endless amounts of grace as well. <laughs> Good, yeah. Um, and um, I guess the third thing is try to surround yourself with good people. Like if you're involved with a talk, a bunch of toxic relationships, remove yourself from that. Mm-hmm regardless of it's your best friend or coworker or anything like that, just try to distance yourself from that. Um, That's a good one too. Cause I think that is our biggest, especially when it comes to girls, because I know girls in high school just want to have friends and be popular and or fit like, in. Or like the boyfriend that they think is perfect. Like, Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> don't exactly. Like if it's, <laughs> if it's toxic and like, if even like, other people can see it's toxic like or regardless if not like if you know deep down like if it gives you an uneasy feeling don't be a part of it because yeah. it's not going to bring you anything good and I think that's something I wish I could go back on and being in high school and even college just being like recognizing totally. what is healthy and what is not healthy in relationships friendships you know, dating and recognize, recognizing what is toxic. Cause I think the issue is, is how we were raised. And then also like, you know, our level of faith and our level with our relationship with God, knowing, you know, okay, is this a toxic relationship? Like recognizing it before we start it. Right. Cause I, I know for me in the past, I just, I loved everybody and just wanted so many people to be in my life. And I would, just allow anybody into my life just like right or wide open and I had to learn the hard way that you can love people but you don't let every single person in because there's certain people who are just not good for you and toxic and so I yeah. think if we learned early on especially like in high school if we if we could recognize what is toxic beforehand it affects like our whole our whole future it, our relationships it, everything completely yeah you can feel like you can love people from a distance but that doesn't mean you have to associate yourself with whatever that situation is yeah and that's something that I totally wish that I had learned in high school because that would save a whole lot of trouble (laughs) same I I allowed way too much in and I just I thought um quantity not quality and that's completely. like something I I'm still learning today is like you can love people and be Same nice here. to them and uh, and be friends and acquaintances with all these people but there's only like certain people that you actually need to allow in yeah don't let too many people in because then it yeah I did and that's that. when it can get ugly <laughs> I learned my lesson with that one yeah I, I feel like I was the same way too and I feel like it's because I wanted a sense of belonging and just to be loved regardless of who it may have been yeah but it's like no because you know god says you're worthy of love but he you know you're worthy of the right kind of love and Mm -hmm. you don't just let anybody in like you're worth so much more than that that's good i love that well i guess my last question for you we talked about a little bit like what you saw yourself as and then after um is there, and you talked about the three different things that we could take, that these girls could take away, um, I guess, where you are now and moving forward to the future, 
what is one goal or thing or practical step or just something that you do to make yourself better to remind yourself of who you are in Christ and your identity? Um, like, what is something that you do now? I, <laughs> I just, I, I'm really thinking of the answer for this one. Um, like, I know for me, I'm a very, like, visual person. And so, like, for me, I have to, like, set sticky notes, flashcards, like, or, like, a background quote or something on my phone to, like, visualize and remind me, like, hey, Holly, like, you're a daughter of the Most High, you're beautiful, you're highly favored, like, I have to, like, set words in front of me to, like, constantly remind me, because that's what works for me. Right. I guess I just, I I continuously, I guess it's kind of, like, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I, like, like, basically, like, just, keep trying to tell myself you know like yeah I'm I'm worth more and you know I I try to let that thought take over whatever negative thought I have mm-hmm. and just remind myself you know I'm I'm worthy of love and that I deserve more than whatever the negative things that I've been through and I'm more than I'm much more than what was done to me mm-hmm. in the past and just know that I'm you know daughter of the king and that he loves me unconditionally and that I'm worth so much so yeah I just try to tell myself that until I believe it and you know it works (laughs) that's good no that's good I think the words that we speak are so powerful too and I'm still learning that I mean like I know a lot more than I used to but it still is a process every day just to be like, speak, you know, life over ourselves and it impacts your whole day and what you think and how you process things too, because words are so powerful. They can, you know, bring life or bring death. And um, so I think that's something super important that us girls have to remind ourselves every day and just, and believe it. Cause you know, we can speak it, but not really believe it. And it does not really. So well, thank you so much for sharing your heart about identity and just kind of like your backstory of how you learned and, and grew. Um, I loved it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Thank you girls for listening to um, Alicia and her heart about identity. Um, stay tuned for next week.